Welcome back to the audio diary of Aaron Lockman. As the end of September stiffened into October, the city was gripped by a week of wind and rain. Sweaters were swept out of closets and onto arms. Pumpkin-spiced products stepped out of the shadows and onto shelves. And Alex Stewart became restless. Alex always became restless at this time of year, despite his busy schedule. He could never quite put his finger on why. Perhaps he felt trapped in his rigid routine, bouncing like a pinball from school to rehearsal to work, school, rehearsal, work. Perhaps it was the dwindling temperatures biting at his skin. Most likely, it was the dip in crime, as the gangs in the more troubled parts of the city headed indoors, away from the cold. Why would Alex be affected by crime in troubled neighborhoods, living as he did in the gentrified amber glow of Edgewater? An excellent question, and one that was keenly on Alex's mind as he woke, suddenly and jarringly, from what had been a deep sleep on a cold October night at around 1 a.m. He had been dreaming about shampoo, of walking through an endless, gleaming white shopping center seemingly entirely devoted to hair care products. He had felt content, peaceful, until he had spotted a group of young teenagers fighting each other with blow dryers. They wore gray sweatshirts and sweatpants and circled each other, pointing the blow dryers like guns. As Alex watched, helpless, their skin dried up, turned red, and finally crumbled and floated away. The teenagers' skeletons continued the battle, rattling and hissing, and Alex tried to step towards them to intervene, but found he couldn't move his limbs. And then he woke up, his face and chest drenched with hot sweat, his throat dry and cracked. Alex took several deep breaths, and then several more. He looked around at his bedroom, a spare, beige space rendered orange by the filtered glow of the street lamp outside his Venetian blinds. His dreams were often cloyingly literal these days, as if his subconscious wanted to drive home a point and wasn't afraid of being unsubtle. Alex had gotten the hint, but was just as keen to ignore it. Alex maneuvered out of bed, his limbs uncomfortably stiff, and went to get a glass of water from the kitchen. He did not bother turning the light on, as he knew the geography of the kitchen by heart, and did not feel like dealing with the shock to his retinas. And so, he did not see Aaron, lying silently in a bundle of blankets on the couch. Aaron, too, had been having trouble sleeping— his mattress felt like a lumpy, sweaty foam brick, and so he had relocated himself to the steadiness of the beer-colored, L-shaped couch that lay in the extended corner of the kitchen the boys had designated as the common area. He could very faintly see Alex's pale, shirtless form, and hear the low squeak of the floorboards as Alex fetched his glass of water. Aaron thought vaguely of starting a conversation, but he did not want to startle Alex. He noted that his roommate seemed to take no notice of him, disguised as he was under a pile of heavy blankets. Alex stood in the kitchen for a moment, his back to Aaron, glass of water tucked in his left hand, and took a couple deep breaths. He seemed completely still for a while. Then... He moved decisively down the hallway and into his room, shutting the door abruptly behind him. 
The light in the room was switched on, the gold light leaking around and under the door. Aaron heard creaky footsteps and rummaging, as if Alex were rooting through his closet. Minutes passed. Aaron stared at the door. After a long, long time, the door swung loudly open, and Alex stepped out. He wore a dark hood on top of his head, with small, snake-like eye holes out of which shone those ferocious, neither blue nor gray eyes. Draped around his broad shoulders was a deep purple cape. He wore a black, form-fitting long-sleeve shirt one might use to go jogging on a cold winter's day, and equally form-fitting black athletic pants. On his feet were a pair of bright yellow sneakers Aaron had never seen him wear before. They had silver reflective stickers on the sides, which caught and refracted the light from the bedroom, making little oscillating rainbow patterns on the shoe's surface. Alex seemed to remember that the light was on. He reached behind him into his room and switched it off, plunging the apartment into darkness again. Aaron heard his footsteps creak along the hallway, he heard the door to the back porch, the one they shared with their neighbors, swing open. At this point, Aaron, fully awake, threw off his blanket, got up, and creeped down the hallway after Alex, taking care to hug the wall so as not to creak the floorboards. It was a long, cold hallway, taking up most of the length of the apartment. Aaron rounded the corner, turning right. The door that led to the front porch was open. Alex was standing on the railing, and for one breathless moment Aaron thought he was committing suicide. But they were only on the second floor, and Alex did not seem panicked or scared. He stood, a hooded figure in a purple cape, balanced precariously on the banister, and he jumped. Aaron rushed through the door. He had just reached the railing and felt the cool sting of the chilly evening when a dark figure shot up from the alley below and barreled straight into the night sky. Aaron leaned out and looked upward, just to see the faint glimmer of those yellow reflective sneakers falling sideways against the blackness when with a flutter of heavy cloth, Alex shot off towards the south and the building blocked Aaron's view of him. Aaron stood there for several moments, craning his neck, looking at the spot in the sky where the caped hero had vanished. Huh, he said. Next time on the Audio Diary of Aaron Lockman, a helpful article from the internet, which may clear some things up. That and more next week. Music